0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 27th. I am your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabe Montalvo, here to push back against leftist tyranny and to spread the message of conservatism in New York and hopefully one day around the country. But, guys, before we get started, a lot to get into. Please make sure you visit our website at empirestateconservativenetwork.com for links to all of our shows, blogs, and merch. The proceeds of which, again, go back into fighting leftist tyranny and hopefully pushing evil Emperor Cuomo out of office in the upcoming election. But let's get into it first. Governor Cuomo, once again, in a ton of trouble. This stuff doesn't seem to be going away. There doesn't really seem to be a a preferred outcome for the people going after him, but the stuff's not going away. Just more and more accusers are coming out. The New York Times has turned on him. They apparently posted something, um, some quotes from him, which were unverified. So we're not even going to discuss them because if it's unverified, it could be just someone making it up. And we're not going to get into that area of what's going on. But as we all know, under his absurdly inept leadership, we have lost not only just billions and billions of dollars for the state tax dollars, my dollars, Gabe's former dollars. But (laughs) we have also lost tons and tons. Did I freeze? He did. Oh, there we go. Okay, we're back. This is what happens when we do a live show. We have lost tons and tons of residents. So we've lost so many residents that in the 2020 census, we have actually lost a seat in the House of Representatives. We've gone through this before. We are hoping that they get rid of AOC seat so she can just, you know, hit the road. But Governor Cuomo is... <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I can't even get this out. It's so absurd. Governor Cuomo is blaming President Trump the fact that New York is losing a seat. So, we lost the seat by 89 citizens. If we had 89 more citizens, we would have kept the seat. He is claiming that the Trump administration intimidated undocumented immigrants otherwise known as illegal immigrants into not reporting on the census. Now, besides the fact that if you're undocumented or illegal, all right, you shouldn't be in this country. Therefore, you are not entitled to representation you are not a legal immigrant you're not here on a work visa and you're not a citizen you're not supposed to be here you're not your number should not count towards representation that's the first thing but then to go deep into that backpack and just pull out president trump's name and just kind of throw him under the bus for something that's completely ridiculous i mean come on new york's they've been saying for years it's a sanctuary cities these are sanctuary states we're not going to you know help ice with illegal immigration it's just absolutely ridiculous. He's just always deflecting his ineptitude. The real problem is that we're losing people at alarming rates because of high taxation and the fact that this state is run like, like he's freaking Michael. He thinks he's Michael Corleone. Oh, he said he was Sonny. He said he was Sonny Corleone. In reality, him and his brother are both Fredo. But, Gabe, I mean, we all know California, Gavin Newsom is, is actually going to be, they're going to hold a recall election. Gabe, what do you see going on with Cuomo and do you see? Any light at the end of the
1: tunnel? Uh, well, my my light is already here because I got out of New York. <laughs> so.
0: yeah, you, I mean, people don't want to hear Gabe. No one wants to hear how amazing you have it in Pennsylvania. All right, speak to the yeah. people, Gabe.
1: Right, right. I'm sorry. I, I'm. It's. You know what? To your point earlier uh, about the 89 people, it was me and 88 other Republicans that left New York State, which is why. Our census was low. Um, no, but what you're saying is 100% true. It's not right to count people who have no legal uh, right or representation in the country uh, because this is supposed to dictate, among other things, of how resources are allocated for the census, but also determines, like you said, the congressional seats. And why would Congress, congressmen and women who are within uh, our country to represent United States citizens, why would they also represent the interests of people who, who broke the law? Uh, I'm looking at this from the most uh, simple terms of the law and what the law states. You don't break the law. So that's where my point really is on this topic, which has to come from a perspective of law and pragmatism. Can't just always be about, well, what happens over there? I understand that the situations are horrible in other countries, and that's something that cannot be understated. But at the same time, it's important to recognize that if everyone just comes here, how can people help their countries of origins if they're not contributing to make their countries of origins a better place to live. I think it's a blessing that we have so many people that want to come to the United States, but at the same time, you know, whether they work here and then eventually go back home with a bunch of money, that's still not necessarily fixing the problem for their country of, uh, of origin. People should l- want to stay in their country and visit, and people should want to feel safe in their country. That's their right. But it's not their right to try and influence the amount of seats we have in the election. Trump didn't scare anybody because he was already fighting off impeachment and so many other things. The only person who scared, the only person doing the scaring here was Cuomo with all of his horrible um, like COVID-19 rhetoric and his, you know, touching of people and killing people in nursing homes. So
0: yeah, speaking of touching people and, you know, we'll, we'll get back to the ki- allegedly killing people. You know, we all know exactly what happened during COVID. Um, but speaking of touching people. Even with all these people coming forwards, he still claims he did nothing wrong. He claims now that people just want attention. Can you imagine if any Republican said that when asked about a sexual assault allegation? People just want attention. There would be women in pussy hats riding in the streets with their terrible, terrible signs with awful slogans. And we would be subject to all sorts of high-pitched screeching. And just littering of everything because they just leave garbage behind every time they have you know a protest. But it's unbelievable the double standard, but they still aren't doing anything. They just keep claiming, oh, he did this, he did this. Well, then do something about it. They're still not doing anything. There, there seems to be no actual again. This is what the left does. There is no end game. It's just we're gonna keep these talking points going. And I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get him out so that he gets someone even more far left into office. I think that's what they're doing. I think they're trying to get rid of him, and they know they can't do it with an election because he has so much money fundraised. So if they can somehow get him out and replace him with another Democrat, because, listen, it's New York. Unless Republicans are going to rise up, and, listen, there's 4 million gun owners in New York State. If every gun owner votes against Andrew Cuomo, guess what? He's out. He didn't get 4 million votes last time. Okay? That is true. But unless the people really... Like, we have to be really organized, the ground game has to be really... We need people out voting in force to get rid of him, because what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to put in, I don't know, maybe they're going to put in Letitia James. Maybe yeah, they're, they're going they're to put in right. L'Avazio. You never know.
1: I'm pretty sure they're going to put in Letitia James, but can you imagine if every gun owner donated $1 or $2? What that could do for something like the Z- Lee Zeldin campaign in New York. Uh, he's the strongest contender. Imagine if these gun owners banded together and helped to donate what's happening down in the city with the mayoral election to have gun ownership rights, uh, you know, pushed through... Throughout the city, which then can help turn the state red. I'm telling you, what was it between forty-five and forty-seven percent in the last election? New York was turning red. Next thing you know, you help some people, you know, with exercise of the Second Amendment right, and you make sure that hey, we're looking out for you. Guess what? You're start to turn people around. You can't just and the be next, to the NYSERPA
0: case. Her. Just got a uh, rid of certiori for the um, Supreme Court, so that's going to go to the Supreme Court for the concealed carry laws in New York state. So that is another thing that's big for second amendment rights, but you're right. Trump almost flipped New York. We cannot stop pushing. You can't give up. Oh, he didn't win it. Okay. Guess what? You have a chance. If you really band together to get rid of Andrew Cuomo, there is that chance. Don't tell me there's 8 million people in New York city. First of all, they're not all Democrats. Second of all, they don't all vote because Andrew Cuomo got about 3.2 or 3.4, something like that. Million votes last time around. Okay. He didn't get 8 million. So don't tell me every single person in New York City votes and they all vote for Cuomo. That's not what happens. Most people don't vote. So get off your ass and go vote for governor. It's really unbelievable. It's become voter apathy is the biggest problem we have in this state.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I got to say props to our good old friends down on the West Coast. (coughs) Excuse me. In California, because they have now made the threshold To overthrow, not overthrow, but to recall uh, Gavin Newsom. So Gavin Newsom will not have to face a recall election, uh, probably against uh, the artist or the athlete formerly known as Bruce Jenner, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, as she has thrown her hat in the ring uh, to actually run against him. So, I mean, listen, California is able to do it. Nobody, people don't like Governor Newsom, people don't like California, but at the same time, remember, during COVID uh, and the height of coronavirus, we had a lot of celebrities coming out saying, oh, well, are you a Cuomo sexual? I'm a Cuomo sexual. And they were just praising the man in his book on leadership, which he used, I believe, state state funding to actually uh, purchase the book to sell more of his book. The highest
0: death rate in the country, highest death per capita. How on earth could anyone fall in love with him? It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, are people just attracted to dudes with nipple rings? I, I don't get it, Gabe. Like, what what is it?
1: Because well, he what? went on TV I mean, a bunch I really of understand
0: times. It. He didn't say anything. I watched all of these, these, these news briefings. He said nothing. And then would just blame President Trump. He would say nothing for an hour, blame President Trump, and talk about, wear a mask. It's what you do. Because I'm a piece of shit. I know that was more Bernie Sanders than Andrew Cuomo, but I just... He's just, like, too ridiculous. I couldn't do it without going full Marlon Brando. It was just... And that's disrespectful <laughs> to Marlon Brando, R, R, R.I.P. So I wasn't going to go there.
1: I heard that he was not a nice guy, actually, Mr. He was, Brando. He was a
0: great actor. I never met him personally. I'm not going to get into it with Marlon Brando. know. Oh,
1: that's fair. Uh, then again, I never saw the Godfather movies, so um, get off my show. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, Gabe is gone. Gabe has not watched the. God- I'm kidding. Gabe, you're back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Another white man pushing out the the minority help.
0: You know how Could. we do it why do you think tax gone no
1: I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair um uh, uh, but yeah i mean listen people organize they got newsome out people should be able to organize and get cuomo cuomo i would say should be hated more especially among the feminist community who has been railing against president trump for something that he said Years ago, when he said, grab by the you-know-where, the hoo-ha, uh, but now they decide to wear that on their heads. Why aren't they wearing that on their heads and marching in Albany right now, saying, how dare you, Cuomo, you need to be gone Union beach? And this mother heifer saying, oh, well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. Uh, because so? he's a
0: Democrat. We saw it with the whole redistricting thing that's going to happen. If Republicans redistrict, it's racist, and they're trying to oppress minorities. Democrats redistrict, oh, my God, this is justice. This is freedom. This is how we're going to save this country. They're so dumb. They're dumb. And I'm using this term now. This is my new term. I'm calling people dumb because people are dumb. When you do not utilize critical thinking, you're dumb. It doesn't make you a bad person. It means you're a dumb person. And that's where we're going with this now. The country has shown the far left, even the far right too, but we're talking about the left right now. They are dumb. They are so dumb. And to get really into how dumb they are, we are going to get into the Micaiah Bryant shooting that happened in Columbus, Ohio. And it just shows how dumb people really are. So if you don't know what was going on, you must just rely on us for all of your news because we weren't on last week. But Makai Bryant, 16-year-old girl, um, was involved in an officer-involved shooting. She was killed by police when she attempted to stab another 16-year-old girl. Now, LeBron James, in his infinite wisdom, decided to dox this police officer and demand accountability, and basically threaten this police officer telling him that he was next because he shot a 16-year-old girl who was a, holding a large kitchen knife about to stab another girl. Never mind that this police officer, if you watch the, the, um, the body cam footage in full speed, this guy's like bang. He gets out of the car, sees multiple threats, analyzes the entire situation, sees the knife, draws, hits his target without hitting the innocent bystander. And then immediately him and his partner they go to render first aid to Makai Ryan. Unfortunately, she did die. But a lot of people, listen, I've gotten it from all angles about this. I don't care what she was holding. She was 16. It doesn't matter. She should not have been shot. Okay. Now let's say this police officer didn't shoot. And she stabs this girl in the gut. And that girl dies. You're still going after the cop because he didn't do his job. Yeah, the that's true. Where you are mid-stab. Mid-stab. It doesn't matter what age you are. You could be 14, you could be 55. It doesn't make a difference. You are now about to murder somebody. That police officer has a legal duty to use deadly physical force to prevent harm to that third person. That's it. And people went after LeBron James for it, which I was very happy about.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, we also have to look at it this way. A lot of people would say when it came to that shooting, well, she allegedly, she called the police officers because she felt threatened. But if you call the police officers you don't necessarily go into your house again grab the kitchen knife go out and just you know try it's different if there's an assailant in the home you know and there's there's like your ground laws and the castle laws and there's all of that self-defense rhetoric but if you're calling the police just so they can, you can have extra literal like guns you know to back you up on whatever the heck is going on listen people from people from all different ranges age ranges have the capacity to kill so it's just like saying oh my god it was a like with adam toledo otherwise known as the little homicide or baby devil or baby diablo he was 13 years old shooting at uh, at cars he had a gun on him at 2:30 in the morning he, he he left home he was affiliated with latin kings with that guy he
0: was actively trying to kill people when you are actively trying to kill someone i don't care how old you are I it's,
1: really like saying, don't. it's like saying oh well it happened in broad daylight in broad daylight Oh, well, what happened if it, a lot of stuff happens at night? No one says, in the dead of night, another, another unarmed shoot. Like And th- th- another thing, you try to bring up so much more rhetoric and try and race bait and try and say about the age and uh, how horrible it is. People have the capacity at any age, especially when they're a teenager, to understand the difference of right and wrong and what to do and not to do. It would be a completely different scenario if that assailant, if um, Brian's assailant went into the home, and tried to stab her. That would have been self-defense and that would have been a horrible you know, job by the cop, but he didn't. He was stopping somebody from getting killed. He was stopping an assailant. And there are neighbors who also corroborate the story saying, yeah, the cop did a good job in that sense. But everyone wants to say, say her name, say her name. But it really doesn't, it's only say her name because it's a white cop shooting a black teen.
0: If it and was a cop, not even have made the news.
1: Well, I think that with the amount of anti-police rhetoric that's happening in this country, that it eventually will. And he'll be sold out as an Uncle Tom. He's a white supremacist, they, internalized they've never racism. Done it in the
0: past. It still hasn't happened. There are black cops shooting black people and it never makes the news. Because if you look at the amount of cases they talk about and the amount that they actually put on the news, it's like one-tenth of the cases because they barely put any of the stuff on the news. And for some reason, they only put the cases where the person is either committing a crime or is a career criminal. And we've talked about this. Jacob Blake... Complete dirtbag, George Floyd again. Not trying to bash the guy because he died doesn't mean they deserve to die. George Floyd, career criminal. Um, what's that? Other, the other one that happened. I, my mind just went blank. Which one? My, well, we can even go back. Michael Brown, complete dirtbag criminal. All these people. It's never just an innocent person. Oh, um, Dante Wright. Dante Wright. Oh, Dante Wright. For carrying illegal firearms and fu- decided to fight and then run. I mean, these are not. This isn't like. See, LeBron James likes to make it seem this way. If you are a young black man doing absolutely nothing wrong walking down the street, the police are going to come and murder you. That's not what's happening. It's not. It's a lie. It is a 100% lie. Because if you look into any of these people, any of these people, listen, if I'm wrong, feel free, send me an email, Evan at Network.com. Send me something. Someone who was unarmed, killed by police, who had no criminal history and was not in the commission of a crime. Send it to me, and I'll take it back next time we do the show. glad to do it but i have not seen one time not one time whenever they propped anyone up on tv who has been either involved not involved in a crime in criminal activity or has a long criminal history not one time freddie gray was a crack dealer even what's Mm -hmm. her name in louisville she she was she was known to 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 be in the drug trade and her boyfriend yeah like this thing it's a joke Because if it was actually a completely innocent person, there would be no controversy, right? If an actual innocent person was just gunned down by police, every single person is going to be on the same side. But they can't have that. They have to split us. They have to stoke the division. They have to stoke racial division. They have to make it white versus black. And then you obviously get the white liberals on the side of, you know, the gangbanger always because that's what they do. And then they call us racist because that's what happens. And, well, I mean,
1: they Nancy Pelosi. About,
0: and they don't want to learn about procedure or use of force or even talk about the history. Oh, I don't care. I don't care what the situation was. And this is what they do with Makaya Bryant. I don't mm-hmm. care what the situation was. She was 16. So 16-year-old girl stabs and murders another 16-year-old girl. You don't care because the week before a 13-year-old girl stabbed another 13-year-old girl to death. Mm-hmm. And there was no cop there to save the day. This guy, this cop is a hero. He saved the life of a girl, an innocent... Listen, if they went there to bully her and she was in the house, she should have stayed in the house. She called the police. Yeah. You don't come out with a kitchen knife yelling, I'm going to stab you, mother effers. They have it on tape. In that moment, I don't care what her past was. Her mother said she was always a peaceful person. I doubt that. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to begrudge the mother. The mother loves her daughter. She's going to say what she's going to say. You don't all of a sudden, one day, all of a sudden, just grab a knife, come out of your house and try to stab two people. It doesn't happen that way. Mm -hmm. But even that's irrelevant to the conversation. This girl could have been a saint. She could have been the most amazing human being in the entire world. The second she came out of that house with a knife to stab two people in front of a cop, she effed up, and that was it. That's premeditated. She did this to herself. No one else did. She made that choice to come out with the knife and go after them. She made that choice. This cop is a hero. LeBron James is being taken to task by even other um, African-American commentators. Marcellus Wiley went after him. Marcellus Wiley, always like, LeBron James, you think the system's racist? It allowed you to become a multimillionaire, be basically immune from the law, and have no talent besides playing basketball. LeBron James, you think LeBron James even attended class in high school? Come on, man. This guy knows nothing.
1: I want to put him in a spelling bee.
0: It's absolutely ridiculous. Come on. It's, It's a joke. The system's racist. You get paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. Basketball made you a billionaire. In America, in no other country is that even possible. It's a joke, and people are taking it to task, and it's about damn time. This guy's a race baiter. He's the, he's the basketball version of Al Sharpton.
1: Hmm. Well, I, I spared myself from listening to Tariq Nasheed's analysis on this because I didn't even need to, to dive that deep. But LeBron James is also somebody who gets routine police escorts and security escorts by the same system that he hates. Well, how about this? And I'll take credit for this in in the event that somehow LeBron James will actually listen to this. If you want to try and fix the system, why don't you create your own private black owned security force to do community watch, to do, uh, or to give uh, personal body details for you and your friends? How about you try and lift up the community and, you know, and actually give back and, you know, employ some people? But I'm pretty sure you'll never do that because you don't have the heart in you. The only thing you know how to do is to shoot, dribble. And to complain about something that you wouldn't have cared about if it were not in the news. There was another little girl, and her name was uh, Jessel Adams. And she was stabbed, little girl, was stabbed by an older, young black man. Multiple Murdered. No tweet about that. No retweet about that. And I was like, "Oh, well, you're deflecting. You're deflecting the argument." No, no, this isn't deflecting the argument. I believe that Black Lives Matter. I believe the same for Hispanic, white, Asian. It's almost like all lives matter. But I believe no, that no lives... one's
0: disputing that sentiment. Do you ever watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia?
1: No, I actually have. It's on no, my it was list.
0: A few seasons ago, and they go, "Black Lives Matter." Of course, Black Lives Matter. No one's arguing. Whoever said that Black Lives don't matter? No one has ever said that. It's not the sentiment. It's the organization that people are against. But it is hypocritical to not talk about black-on-black crime because that is 90, it's over 95% of the, of the killings in the black community is black-on-black crime.
1: And so you're, if not you're
0: going doing- to focus on 4%, talk about the 96%. And Jamel Hill, I triggered her on Instagram because I brought that up. She goes, oh, you're changing the subject. Yes, you know why? Because I care about the 95% of people being killed in the black community as opposed to just the basically just the criminals.
1: And you're not you're not helping any anyone by having a distrust in the police. You're not helping them by telling them that they're your enemies you have to fight back, you have to act rightly against them. They want because... more police.
0: They, normal people in these communities want more police, Gabe.
1: No, certainly. I mean, you hear all the time, oh, where is it where you can't find a good police officer when you need him? You can't find an officer when you need him. Because when the situation's happening, what's the first thing you do? You don't just say, "Ah, damn, I wish that social worker were here. Oh, damn, I wish we just. (laughs) Now in in Chicago, because of the Adam Toledo incident, now they're saying you have to phone in. The police officer has to call their supervisor, get the supervisor on the radio, on the line and and ask for permission if they can pursue on foot.
0: It's absolutely ridiculous. And this is only going to lead to a rise in crime. That's all that's going to happen. We've already seen it. We saw it with bail reform. We have over a 300% spike in violent crime in the country. Oh. And guess what? It's all in major cities. Guess who's running all these major cities? Democrats. The sit- their plans don't work. Being soft on crime is not what people who live in these communities want. You know who wants that? The criminals yeah. who live in the community. The actual people who live there don't want them to be soft on crime. They don't want drug dealers on the corner. Listen, my stepbrother lives in Bed-Stuy. Him and his wife, I talked to him about this. He goes... They see people on there are certain corners where drug dealers are still operating. They don't want those people in their community. Why? Because they want a better community. They want Mm -hmm. better for their people. They don't want, they know the majority of people in the neighborhood are just normal people. There's a very small percentage of criminals, but guess what? That small percentage of criminals, when you let them run rampant, they will run all over the neighborhood and completely ruin it. And the only way to get rid of them is, is proactive policing. And when you don't do that, neighborhood goes to crap
1: right and remember you don't want this small contingent of people because that can have long-lasting effects on the community you can that can get kids involvement whether it then be victims of crimes or to be an accessory to crimes and you don't want a and especially in an out armed populace like new york you don't want to be terrorized or you know um strong-armed by these criminals but and evan i think it's actually a pretty interesting uh, segue here uh, with how we're talking about uh, democratic altruism and media personalities, because again, if Democrats did, sorry, if there were no such things as double standards, then Democrats would have no standards whatsoever. because the Oscars, in preparation for the Academy Awards, uh, the city of Los Angeles decided to kick out the homeless people and uh, from their ten cities under threat of jail time if they refused to leave. What do you think?
0: It's really ridiculous because, and you look at it. So Pelosi and all these people talk about how much they care about people, right? All of their districts are flooded with homeless people and crime. So you don't care because if you cared, you would clean up your neighborhoods. You would clean up these districts that you're beholden to, but you don't. They don't care about the people. And I don't care what anyone says. Listen, when they first ran, maybe they did care before they got into office, but a long, long time ago, we had Larry Sharp on this podcast, back when Peter was my co-host. And Larry Sharp said, when you go to Washington, something happens. You kind of get, you find it fall, kind of fall in with the swamp and you change. And that's why, again, term limits would solve all of this. But this is what happens. People go to Washington, they become apathetic, and then all they care about is money and power. And you cannot convince me any different that Nancy Pelosi doesn't care about her district. And she only cares about money and power because she's done nothing for her district. You can't tell me that Chuck Schumer cares about New York when he's done nothing for New York. These people have done nothing for us. They are, they are our employees. We vote for, we put them in office. We can take them out, but they don't care. It becomes about money and it becomes about power.
1: And it's ridiculous. And most importantly, it's about image it looks best for them. The same people that told others for, year, for, sorry, for the year now, for all these months, don't you dare go outside. Just stay home. We're in the fight together. Dolling themselves up for their nice public broadcasting appearances to tell you how to live your life while they're collecting royalties because you decided to fund them on Netflix. I'm not saying cancel Netflix or any streaming services. I'm just saying this is how money works and then the flow of money works. We're keeping them this way. Um, and now... Those same people who said they care about you, whether they be in the public eye of media or whether we elect them to office, decided to kick people out because it didn't look good for their image. And there was a homeless person by the name of DJ uh, that said that the police, uh, in regards to police, he said, they were coming and harassing us three or four times a day. They forced us to go to the Grand Hotel on 3rd and Figueroa and they kicked everybody out of Union Station so it looks better for the image. Those were his words. Now, California also has something very infamous called Skid Row. Yep. Democrats, if you want to look at failed liberal policy, look at Skid Row and the history of it. They built a whole bunch of shelters, crisis treatment centers, um, Planned Parenthood clinics, uh, uh, just uh, shelters. It's flooded uh, with
0: crime and homeless people.
1: It is, and they built fencing to lock these people in. This is all Democratic. Party. It
0: wasn't a Republican. It's an actual ghetto. That's what yeah. it is. It's a homeless ghetto. But it, it, it's all, like you said, it's all about image. It's all about it's all about this, like, virtue signaling, which I can't stand. It's the most annoying thing in the entire world. The people who have on their front lawn, racism has no home here. Yeah, you know, I thought you were racist driving by your house because you have brick in the front. But the fact that you said you're not racist on a lawn sign, thank God. I was so worried. But you see, Chuck Schumer, the biggest D-bag in the Senate, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Chuck Schumer decided to make an Instagram post where he is about two inches away from his television. Oh. Say, I am so glad to be prepping to watch the Oscars with this plant-based beer. Thank you, Joe Biden. Now, let's break this down really quick. I really, I really want to break this down. First of all, I've seen a lot of this. I saw this originally on Vince Dow's uh, Instagram. Vince Dow, great Instagram page. If you're not following him, follow him. First of all, beer is a plant-based product. They're all plant-based. They don't make beer out of bacon. I wish they did, but they don't. Beer is plant-based. It's hops, rye, barley. Those are all plants. So, Chuck Schumer, you're an idiot. Second of all, did Joe Biden send him the six-pack of beer? There is nothing in that post that has anything to do with Joe Biden. It is literally one of the dumbest things that I've seen on the internet in recent memory, which is saying a lot, because considering everything that came out with the Mackay Bryan shoot. The Bryan shooting, like they, they, it really just shows these people have no respect for their constituents they think you're all stupid that's what they do they think you're stupid
1: yeah no certainly i mean one day and this is why i i loved uh went at its height and when it was such a more, it's still a prevalent organization, but when it was, like I said, it's heightened more in the public eye. That's why I love the walkaway movement. What they did was they gave people a voice who were originally Democrats, and then they found their own double standard within the Democratic Party and said, "You know, we don't have to do this anymore. We don't have to subscribe to this idea anymore." There are people who actually value it, and the difference is is that Republicans are here to tell you, and those on the right wing are here to tell you, you can do it yourself. You don't need to rely on these people because look. When we rely on the government, they will don't care. They'll kick us in our teeth. They will. They don't. They'll kick us out of our homes in tent cities. Listen, there was a um, there was a, a local um, a, a local musician who decided to build uh, on wheels like tiny uh, little like tiny shacks with locks with a uh, solar panel uh, that could f- uh, can light and charge their phones uh, and light their homes, and they this was to replace the tents. In California, the tent cities in Los Angeles. And what happens? And and in San Francisco. And what happens? The government comes in and says, you can't do that because it's not authorized by the government. It's not built to code. And they removed, they evicted all the homeless people who actually had a bit of a home, who had some some actual shelter, kicked them out. They even had little locks on the door so that they can have a secure home so they can actually keep their, their belongings there. And they kicked them out. And now they have to go back to the tents. And you fall back onto those horrible vices of the drugs and the alcohol, and they haven't done anything about it. The same thing with what you said last show about with when it came to illegal immigration and giving uh, the illegal immigrants $15,000 is you're creating a second tier of citizens relying on the government to get votes. That's all that it's going to be, especially now that New York City has been advocating for years now to say, oh. If you're illegal, you can vote in a city election. Doesn't matter because you're still living here. It's all about changing the laws, twisting and strong-arming. It's all that it has ever been. People were so upset when Ruth Bader Gingrich died, and she said, you know, everyone brought up her dying wishes if it were written in the Constitution that we have to observe a Supreme Court justice's dying wishes. Meanwhile, the liberals are chanting and praising at the fact that Biden wants to pack the courts, something that Ruth Bader Gingrich did not want, and nobody knew about her until she was damned on her deathbed either.
0: No, but it, they it, don't read about it. It's, rid- it's ridiculous. And, but this is what they do. It's about creating a system where they never have to worry about losing power. And this is why they always expand welfare and all these other things and always be like, well, you don't care about people on welfare. No, I do. I want them off of welfare. No one who gets increased welfare benefits gets off of welfare. They stay on welfare and they don't do anything. That's what they do. We had the least amount of people in the country on welfare under President Trump. That means that more people were doing better than they could on welfare. That's what I want. I want every single person to be able to get off of welfare. Mm -hmm. Democrats don't want that. They are a big government party. They are about government control. How do you keep how do you keep government control? You keep a large portion of the population dependent on the government for food, housing, and everything else. Because if you're completely dependent on the government, you know what you're not voting for? Less government. You're going to keep voting for that person that's writing you a check, and they're keeping you poor. That's what they're doing. They're keeping you poor by keeping you on welfare. That's what they're doing. It's not... Okay, we're going to give you a stipend because, you know, you're a single mother, you have two kids, you can't afford anything. We're going to give you a stipend to go back to school so you can get a better job. They don't do that. Right. We're going to increase your welfare benefits. But guess what? You're still going to be super poor. We're not going to let you improve your life. We want to keep you exactly where you are. Why? Because when when it comes time, cast that ballot. Who are you casting that ballot for? The Democrat. That's what they want. And you can't convince me of anything else because I've seen it play out over and over and over again. The system doesn't change. They never do that. They never try to get people off welfare. If you're not trying to get people off welfare, you're keeping them poor. That's it. Mm-hmm.
1: And even Rashida Talib played some antics on this point because when it came out that we had record high employment, especially among the minority communities, she says that, President Trump, former President Trump, was robbing people of their social security benefits and privileges. I'm like these, these are this is assistance. This isn't to live off of. I mean, it's a very big difference between, you know, when, you when the government decides to shut down the country and not allow you to work, and you're like, well, you know, give me my fair share if you're not going to let me to work, uh, allow me to work. Versus, hey, I have the capacity to work now. I have the capacity to to uh, create something with my own two hands, or to to build something, or to work on something with my own two hands. And not seeking that help because you know that you're potentially going to get paid more by just relying off of the government.
0: But you know know, what the worst part about that is though, because I'm going to let you finish one second. The worst part about that is the left will then make an excuse about the record of low unemployment. Well, it doesn't mean they were getting good jobs. Mm -hmm. Well, they were good enough jobs that these people didn't need to be on welfare. And that's the important part. Just because you're Mm -hmm. on welfare doesn't mean you should all of a sudden be making six figures. That's not what it is but right. it's about being able to improve your standing. We will never have an equal, equal outcome. Because there's not an equal outcome does not mean that it's racist. It doesn't mean that anyone's doing anything wrong. The institutional racism, if you really want to talk about it, is in democratic controlled cities where you have mass amount of people unemployed and on welfare and kept mm-hmm. that way. That's the institutionalized racism.
1: Mm-hmm. Lawrence Reed, uh, libertarian, I guess, philosopher and writer, very intelligent man, had the pleasure of meeting him, but he said something that really stuck with me. He said, equal people aren't free and free people aren't equal. Yep. That's a very, very big, and um, you know, a big pill to swallow, tough pill to swallow. Um, and it could be easily misinterpreted. But essentially, if, for those who don't understand what that means is, if everyone talks about this whole idea of equality and we're starting out the equality and we're playing into people's hearts of that morality, like, the same thing that socialists say, because this is specifically on a conversation about you know, uh, the welfare state, then you, can, you have to give up some of your liberties in return for that. It's not just going to be given to you for free. But unequal people live in a free society because not everyone starts off. It's like when, you have, when you're, when you're going to do a, a track meet. Some, one person starts at the front, another person starts at ninth or 10th place or 12th or whatever, but they all have the same distance and they all have the opportunity to pull ahead is it difficult at times? Sure. But you, sometimes you won't land on first the first time. If you're starting at the bottom, sometimes you'll get to sixth, maybe fourth the next time. It's about training yourself up, doing better for the next time and not giving up. And I know it's easier said than done. But the only way to really be independent is to break yourself from that thought in the first place, to break yourself up in the self defeating nihilistic attitude that has been plaguing the country and our society and our culture for so long. People don't realize this, and people will constantly stay at the bottom of, I guess I was going to say the leaderboard, the bottom of the leaderboard, the bottom of this game we call life, if they don't break away from it. And it's time for that to change. It's time for people to vote out Democrats who want to increase the welfare state. It's time for the Republican Party and the GOP and the conservatives as a whole to do that grassroots outreach and explain this to people, because if not, they're going to see Republicans as people that just want to take away their way of living, others' way of life.
0: All right. Yeah. you're gave you a thousand percent right. Last thing about the <laughs> Oscars, though. I do want to give, I really want to give credit to this man because I despise basically every single movie that he's ever made in the history of movies and everything I he's don't. ever done. I, I know you don't. We disagree on this. And again, you're wrong, but we, that's fine. We can agree and disagree. Tyler Perry went up there and he told the truth. He said, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to hate someone just because they're Asian. I'm not going to hate someone just because they're gay. And I'm not going to hate someone just because they're a police officer. And the crowd went silent. Tyler Perry, a thousand percent doing the right thing. Because at the end of the day, all these people claiming racism are judging all white people. They're judging all police officers. They're making those prejudgments based off of a job, based off of a skin color that they claim that they're not doing. And that's the message that we need. It's yes. Are there good cops and bad cops? A thousand percent. There are good teachers and bad teachers. There are good doctors and bad doctors. There's good and bad in all human beings. Human beings are flawed. We are immensely flawed. There's always going to be evil. There's always going to be good. That is how the world works. But to hate someone simply because of their profession is asinine. And I have to give him props for standing up there during something where it's basically the the woke Olympics. Who could be the most woke and bash the police and bash you know Trump and white supremacy the most? That's what they've been doing, and that's why their viewership is just plummeted, plummeted. They went under ten million people last night or whenever it was. Was it last night? Two nights ago? Whenever? Who cares? Two three. I, don't care. I
1: think two or three. Oh.
0: I haven't I haven't watched it in like ten years because I just don't care. First of all, <laughs> award shows are stupid. It's it's rich. It's it's elitist congratulating themselves for for playing make believe like. Come on. Who cares? Like, let's be honest. It's stupid. It really is. But he had to be, he had, listen, I don't like him. I really don't. I don't like his work, but as a person, I have to give him respect. He stood up there and he said, I'm not going to hate someone just because they're a police officer. He went against the woke mob and I have to give him props for that.
1: I agree. And listen, I know you don't necessarily like Tyler Perry. I think that he has, uh, some I think he has some great, uh, family morals, uh, and deeper meaning when it comes to his movies, although they can come off as a little bit corny. um, I still, still like it, but I recommend for people to watch the scene on YouTube or if they want to, if they have time to watch the movie in uh, Medea's family funeral, uh, there's an instance where him, Tyler Perry playing as one of his characters, but as himself um, Medea, uh, Joe, which is Medea's brother. And I think the, uh, the Brown family uh, in the backseat of a car, and they get stopped by the police, and they get pulled over, and Medea's already, like, wiling out. So is is everyone else in the car, like, oh, you're going to learn police brutality, all this stuff, and um, Tyler Perry, more or less playing himself in this, he's like, I don't know what to do, but, I mean, mean, we trust the police officers. It's neither pro or anti-cop. It just opens up, in my opinion, a dialogue of, it all depends on who you come across, and it really depends on how you treat the situation. If you're already automatically aggressive towards the cop, you're going to get an aggressive cop. It's really just common sense here, but maybe it's not so common because if it were, I think that a lot more people would have a lot better days and a lot better time in this country.
0: You common understand. sense is not common. We, all, we already know this.
1: Well, I still have hope, and I give major props to Tyler Perry for you know, walking the walk, not just talking the talk because of all his charity contributions and all that stuff, but that's, I can praise him another time.
0: You know, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I just, despise yeah, no, no. I just despise every movie that he's ever made.
1: The plays are great.
0: I think he's a poor man's Martin Lawrence. I mean, Martin oh, Lawrence my. was God during the late 90s, early 2000s. I Come on, Blue Streak. Come on, Blue Streak. Blue Streak's unbelievable. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's amazing. Ha- haven't seen it. Oh, my. You're too young. I am. There's a generational Probably. gap on this show, people.
1: There, oh, there is.
0: That is going to be our show for today if you tuned in live thank you so much for tuning in live if you're watching this after thank you again please make sure you like share subscribe um we are making some big moves which we'll have more news about in the very near future we will be getting our message out to a lot more people but as of right now we need your help to get our message out as we are still on a 60-day ban on facebook live on our facebook page which has over uh, uh fans on it so Make sure that you share this around people if you can. And uh, Gabe, why don't you tell the people where they can find you on the social medias?
1: All right. So I don't even know where I can find myself. So if you're on Instagram, uh, you can follow me at baron.montalvo, B-A-R-O-N.montalvo. On Twitter, it's baron underscore Montalvo. On Facebook, it is the baron Montalvo. And if you're in New York or in the tri-state area, uh, please uh, check out the New York Young Republican Club A great club doing a lot of great stuff over there. Uh, And you can follow their handles at NYYRC um, on all major platforms and at NYYRC.com. We are actually hosting a screening for members of Hunter Biden's laptop. We have access to Hunter Biden's laptop and we're screening it for members only an exclusive location. So if you're interested, you know, proceed and join our club.
0: It's definitely very good advice. And, guys, make sure you check out the – is Gavin still doing the WaxCast podcast?
1: Yes. Infrequently, right, so sure you,
0: but yes. <laughs> all right. So, if you to make sure you check out. He has some really good episodes that he did, uh, a lot of really good interviews, the WaxCast podcast. Um, our friend Angel Key Rose is also has a very nice podcast where he does some really good stuff. So, make sure to check them out. And make sure to visit our website, Empire State Concern Network.com, for links to all of our shows and merch. Our Make America Armed Again hat. Or our – Guns and Freedom Hat, our Make America Armed Again hoodie. All of these amazing things are available only on our website. That's it, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com. And make sure to follow us. You can still follow us on Facebook. We can't go live there, but I will be posting the videos there on Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives, on Twitter at once in a while at Empire State Cons, and on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, and once again on all podcast audio platforms, Empire State Conservatives podcast. Again, like, share, subscribe, leave us a review. Every little bit helps, guys. So for that, stay safe and don't let fear take your freedom.